If you stop showing up to your job, I bet it's only a matter of time before you get fired. The same goes for your marriage. If you stop showing up in your marriage and for your spouse, it's only a matter of time before you lose that relationship. Welcome back to the Greatest Day podcast. First episode of 2019, so Happy New Year to everybody. And um, I'm sharing your excitement for the new year and resolutions and intentions to make ourselves better and get stronger, wiser, and better in this new year. We are going to start the year and this episode by talking about how you can show up better for your marriage and for yourself. Um, And I think a lot of people will relate. And when they talk about putting relationships on their list of resolutions, I believe it's in it was in the top 10 last year, at least according to one site that I looked at, that being a better partner or father or husband, wife, whatever, being better in your current relationship was in the top 10. And I'm guessing it's probably there every year. So. If you are one that put that on your list or you said that as an intention for the year, you're far from alone, which is great. Um, And I'm in the same boat. So um, I kind of think about if we're just kind of diving in here that I don't think we're as good of a partner as we think we are. Or maybe you're extremely open about it and you know that you're not showing up very well. And you do want to do something about it, uh, but it's just a struggle. And it is, because whatever direction your relationship is going, it is easy to, to just continue in that way. So if you're on a negative trend in your relationship and, and just individually, it's easy to stay in that rut. We're going to go into a lot more details about that. Um, it, it is the hard part to switch it around and take steps to improve it. So I'm going to give some things today of how you can show up better for your marriage and how you can show up better for yourself. So now that we've kind of established this is a a common goal with everybody, um, including myself, let's talk about how we can be better and and that we should always be looking to get better in our relationships and individually so that we can show up better for our partner. So like I said, it gets super easy to get comfortable and complacent in our relationships, in our marriages, um, just as kind of that first example I used, our jobs. It's the same thing. You kind of get into this routine and these habits in your employment, and oftentimes people get, you know, lazy. If they're not if they're not trying to reinvent themselves professionally, they can get into this complacent mindset where they're just kind of coasting and floating through the work day. And then it starts to show and it lacks in the quality that they bring to their work that they do and, and how they show up there. So same exact thing in our relationship that we want to avoid is getting into these routines and simply just coexisting. Uh, that's a dangerous place in a relationship is to just, just be together Um, and not striving or pushing for more um, or having improvement. And there are, there is a window of 
excessive or not enough. And so it's finding that right um, fit for you as a couple and, and individually. And you know that. You know that better than anyone else. It's, you know, you're involved. And so it takes a lot of communication to get there. Um, okay, so just kind of just sticking with it and um, avoiding getting into that complacent mindset and, you know, always pushing for more. Now, if we look at like the happiest relationships out there um, or anybody just in general who has a happy marriage or a happy relationship, I promise you it did not happen by accident. There's not a chance you cannot convince me that they that that couple accidentally fell into success in their connection or their relationship. There's no way. Um, you don't. You don't. You, you just don't. You don't stumble upon these things. It takes work. It takes intention, and you have to do things daily to keep that connection and bond alive. So. If you're single or you're just out of a relationship, this this episode is still for you <clears throat> because you're still looking for ways to approach relationships different in the future and just kind of always gaining knowledge and, and new perspective out there. So hopefully I can bring that to you and give you some something that's helpful for you as you transition from one relationship to the next um, or just, you know, just showing up for yourself as well. We're going to get into that. So keep learning on your own and adjusting and adapting as you see fit. This is just my perspective, so it's my lens. I probably, you know, have got some bias that I bring, and clearly some examples I use they are going to be from my life, um, and I'm just one of many. So keep that in mind, and I'll and always look to add more to the routines that you've got, and um, and share with me. I'd love to learn as well. I'm just the one speaking in the microphone right now. Uh, but you've got great insight and knowledge as well. So give that back. Um, and if you look in the episode notes, you'll see how you can get in contact with me and, and leave some feedback, questions and thoughts. So, okay. So getting into it, the first thing that comes to mind about how you can show up better for your marriage is gratitude and appreciation for your partner and your relationship. <clears throat> so the relationship part, this is just... When I think about showing gratitude and voicing appreciation for your relationship, not necessarily your spouse, but just your relationship, it is making an effort and and voicing the fact that I choose this person, you know, communicating with your partner and saying, I choose to be in this relationship. I appreciate what we have as a couple. Um, it helps me grow. I'm better because of it. I, I'm having fun with you. I enjoy being in this, um, a part of this team with you and just remembering those things, remembering that, you know, it is a choice to stay together. Sure. There's consequences for, for both staying together or leaving, but ultimately it's every day you got to get up and recommit and choose to be with that person and to do so, you know, tell them that voice that to them. So more specific about appreciation towards your spouse or your partner. Um, I've posted this on social media before and, and I love it. I'll probably post it again in the future. I think it's powerful and I think it's, <clears throat> I think there's so much truth to it. A spouse that feels appreciated will always do more than expected. Um, 
it's it's really not a magic trick, but kind of. If you think about it, it feels like one. If you want your spouse to do more of the things that are helpful to you <clears throat> and to your relationship in general, point out and praise the moments when they are doing those things. You want to continue. It's it's behavioral psychology at its finest. If somebody continues to get praised and they feel good because they did something and someone recognized it, they are going to come back to that behavior and do it again. Uh, when it's reinforced in a positive manner, we're going to continue to do those things. So use that to your advantage um, in helping your spouse to do more of the things that you appreciate. Uh, yeah, so voice them, recognize them, and praise them. So ask yourself, how do you praise your spouse regularly? Are you scanning your relationship for things to be grateful for? And when you see those things that you are appreciative of and grateful for, are you voicing that to your spouse? So I can hear <clears throat> some couples or individuals right now asking, because people have asked me before, um, why should I have to praise my husband? We'll use husbands for an example. When he... Um, unloads the dishwasher or takes out the trash or any kind of routine, you know, thing that you probably should be doing in the house anyway, just because you're in a partnership and a marriage and you're both caring for the home. So why should I have to praise, praise him when he does those things? Or on the flip side, you know, to, I'm really, I really am staying stereotypic here um, in our gender roles, which is not always the case, but we're going with it for now is why would I have to, let's just assume, well, we'll just use my situation. My wife stays home during the day and I'm off working. So <clears throat> so why should I, when I come home, why should I have to praise my wife for keeping the house in order and sweeping the floors and keeping it clean and having it vacuumed? Like, why do I have to praise her for those things? That's just part of the roles that we've agreed upon. And so that's what she gets to do. And that's how it is. So I'm not home to do it. She is. So, you know, not that it's the expectation, but you know, why not? So why do we have to do those things? Well, the easiest and, and the most simple answer is you don't, you don't have to praise, you don't have to praise them. You don't have to recognize them. Uh, but I want you to keep in mind right now, think back to a, a time when <clears throat> when you got the praise, you were on the receiving side of the praise and the recognition from your spouse for doing something, even if it is something as simple as unloading or loading the dishwasher, um, sweeping the floor, whatever. You were on the receiving side of the praise and the recognition. How did you feel in that moment? What was that experience like for you to have somebody point out that they see you, they recognize you, and they appreciate you for what you did. I can tell you from my only from my experience because I've lived that, and I love I love praises. I I really do, um, even if it is the simple things, and maybe it is on my list of husband duties. I like being recognized for those things. It feels good, and for me, and I'm guessing for you as well. When I get those, I absolutely want to create that moment again, and I know how to get that recognition or at least increase my chances of getting the recognition, and it's to do it again over and over. I'm going to recreate these acts of service. I'm going to do them again 
because I know what's coming my way. Um, yeah. So keep in mind how you feel <clears throat> and then help your spouse feel that as well by recognizing and praising. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So taking time to recognize the little things communicates more than one thing. First of all, it's showing that you are present in the relationship um, enough so that you, like if you walk in at the end of your day and the floors are cleaned up and the vacuuming's done or like just whatever, there just is a sense of like you can tell that person, your spouse has been active, actively involved in doing something throughout the day. Um, you, it shows that you're present in those moments and you're recognizing that. And that communicates to your partner a lot more uh, than really the praise at all. It's that you, you noticed. And I appreciate you noticing. And it also communicates that you're not coasting through life. You are avoiding this coexisting together and <clears throat> that you are recognizing, you know, I'm here, I'm present, I see you and I, and I value you. So get start getting more intentional about pointing out the good when you see it and get into the habit of um, voicing it. So you see it, but then you got to voice it as well. You will naturally start to see more of the good happening in your relationship as well in many areas. And then you're going to want to do, just as I said before, you're going to want to keep doing things to create more of the happiness, more of these positive emotions and positive experiences together. You're going to, you'll seek out ways to continue to do that. Um, and you're like, you're going to have, it's going to be pretty difficult to avoid some satis, some satisfying experiences in your relationship when you're doing these things. So this is a simple concept, <clears throat> but can be a very difficult one. For couples, um, maybe even the longer you're married, um, it can get more difficult. Not necessarily true, but can be. So do this about um, about yourself as well. Get into this habit of coming home, recognizing three things about your spouse that you value, you appreciate, and you recognize. And I'm serious. Watch your relationship take a turn for the better. You get in the habit of voicing these things, I promise you there's going to be some improvement as far as connection and um, and what you receive back from your spouse as well. So this is a big point of <clears throat> you guys know about, or if you don't, then look in the details and click on the link. The, the journal that I've got out, one of the points in there is to recognize how you're succeeding personally. And when you do that, you start to recognize more areas that you are succeeding. So same goes for your relationship. You start recognizing these points. It is going to be um, it's going to be on your mind more and you're going to want to create those moments. All right. Enough of that. So moving on to point two. Point two is kind of like, oh, there's like eight of them in one. So this might be point two through five, really. But it is to love your spouse by taking action. This is, this is not just words of I love you. This, these are actions. I know. So if I came into your home and saw your interactions with your spouse, would I be able to tell <clears throat> that you love your spouse through your actions? 
I can hear you. I can hear you say the words. If I could only hear, I would, I would hear that you love each other because you say the words. But if I couldn't hear anything and I could only see what you're doing, would I get the same message through your actions? Wow, even as I say that, that's kind of a deep thought. If nobody could hear the words you said, but could only see your actions, what would be communicated? All right, I'm loving that. I'm going to think more about that. Um, another thought about loving your spouse. This quote, I absolutely love this quote. Probably my favorite, even more than the spouse feeling appreciated. I love this one even more. And that is that a happy man marries the woman he loves, but a happier man loves the woman he married. And you can reverse that for woman and man. But a happy man marries the woman he loves. A happier man loves the woman he married. It's taking this <clears throat> feeling of love and turning it into an act of love. So it's a put some action behind those words. You say I love you, but do your behaviors match? And what does that even look like for you in your relationship? Let me ask a couple more questions. Um, and if you don't, if you don't have something to take, be taking notes, please do. Um, I think some of these are really deep to think about, and and look at how we can, you know, show up better just by answering and examining these questions individually and together, um, and together. So, how certain are you that you know what your partner needs to feel loved by you? <clears throat> think about that one. How certain are you that you know what your partner needs to feel loved by you? And how often are you giving that to them? So not just I know what my partner needs to feel loved by me, but I'm doing those things intentionally. Be because I know that's what they need, I go out of my way to make sure they feel that and receive that from me. So you may not know what your partner needs to feel loved by you. And that's okay. Um, don't, there's not, there shouldn't be any shame or embarrassment attached to that. Um, but motivation to now learn. So you absolutely need to learn your, your spouse's, your partner's love language and communication style. If you want to effectively respond to them, um, you've got to learn these things. So, if you didn't already have the pen and paper, then get it now, push pause, come back when you've got it, because I'm going to give you some assessment tools that you can do together as a couple that is going to help you to become more educated, more aligned, more in tune, and knowledgeable about your partner, about your spouse, the love language, communication styles, these things. I'm going to give you some 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 tools to use. You can look them up online, and I'm pretty sure the majority of these are it's only three or four of them, but I think they're all for free. You can find them somewhere. Okay, <clears throat> so come back, push play when you got that. So you want to write these down. Um, so the tools, they're going to help. They're going to get you more connected. They're going to give you more knowledge and education about each other so that you can avoid the golden rule. Yeah, I want you avoiding the golden rule. I don't like the golden rule. Let's talk about the golden rule real quick. And how and what I'm talking about here. And some of you maybe you're on the same page with me. You know where I'm going. 
But the golden rule, and we know that. We've been taught that from forever. <clears throat> and the golden rule says, you know it, treat others the way that you would want to be treated, right? I mean, essentially, that's what it is. Um, so the message is great. I like it, but I think it's missing what the purpose is. The purpose, right, is to be in tune with people on, on a level that we – that you know, we're, we're treating them kindly. We would want to be treated kindly. Let's treat everybody kindly. That's what they would want. But I want, let's take it a little bit deeper here. And I want you to be on a different level, a deeper level that you're not treating your spouse the way you would want to be treated. You're treating your spouse the way that they would want to be treated. And you can't do that unless you know the way they want to be treated. So I want to be showing them the love, the respect, the attention that they would want in any given situation. Not what I would want. Um, <clears throat> my love language might be, you know, your love language might be totally different from your spouse. So what you would want to be receiving in that moment is not what you should be giving them because that might not be their language. That might not meet that need or show or communicate that love and support. Um, okay, so here are the here are the tools. The first one, and I'm pretty sure this one is known by all. If you're tuning into this podcast about how to create a greater life and make today the greatest day of your life when it comes to relationships, I'm guessing you're already aware of these things. And the first one is Gary Chapman's Five Love Languages. Probably the most well-known of them all, but such a, an important thing to learn. If nothing else, that's the one you take together. Learn how they want, they receive love. Learn how you prefer to give love. And just, just match these together. Help your partner to respond to you by teaching them what your love language is. So that's the first, is the five love languages. The second is how we love quiz. This is a pretty cool thing. I didn't learn about this until um, maybe the past year or so. But How We Love Quiz, and I believe their website, Google it. Don't just type this in. But I think it's howwelove.com or something like that. Check it out. Look it up. Their website is really cool. They've got – they walk you from start to finish on the assessment and how you can actually use it in comparison to your partner's responses. So it identifies where they're at and it identifies where you're at. And then it shows how you how you can use those to benefit each each other, um, how different you know different people receiving love different ways can use that to their advantage. The next one is not necessarily so much about relationships, but it's a personality. So it's called sixteen personalities. Um, and by learning what your personality type is and what your partner's personality type is, again, you can see how you interact with each other how you can use that to your advantage um, and just know kind of like this temperament thing. So you can get a feel for it because you know how they respond in certain situations or how they would like to be approached or, you know, th this is a, is a game changer as well. And then the strengths finders assessment, this more just about individually, um, just your strengths. If I had to put them in order, and you were eliminating one, it would be that. But I think it's it, it's a very helpful thing as well. So there are the four. <clears throat> the five love languages, how we love quiz, 16 personalities, 
and the Strengths Finders Assessment. So again, learning more about your partner and how they prefer to give and receive love. Now, this is just going to step up the game of how you're showing up for your partner and helping them to show up for you. You know, take the guesswork out of it. No more mind reading, you know, thinking that you're doing this amazing. Um, you're, you're being super attentive and turns out you're missing the target altogether because you didn't learn these things about your spouse. So, um, great. Learn those things. Get more acquainted, more attuned with, with your partner. Your relationship, you know, it spans across a lifespan. You are changing. You're not the same person that your spouse married. And your spouse is not the same person that you married. You guys evolve. You change. And thankfully, thankfully that, you know, we're gaining things. We're evolving. We're growing um, more as we're together. And so we've got to constantly stay aligned with each other and learning about each other um, so that we can respond to each other more effectively. Okay. Um, stemming from that is another way to show up better in your marriage is sex. Sex is a big deal in relationships. Um, not the biggest deal, but it is a big deal. So back to this kind of taking action thing is, you know, even if you are the one in the relationship with the lower drive and less interest in engaging or being involved in um, in sex, you got to really push yourself in this area, mostly because if it's important to your spouse, it should be important to you. And by and by pushing yourself and showing up for your partner in a sexual way, it does communicate that like, hey, honey, I know this is important to you. Therefore, it's important to me. Let's make time to be able to do these things together. And sex is, it's so much more, I'm probably not teaching you anything you don't know, but it's so much more than just this physical release or or pleasure, but so much more is involved emotionally, you know, connection that you're feeling, um, just an overall boost inside of yourself and then in the in the relationship that you have with each other. So I have heard it said, and maybe you have as well, that the person with the lowest drive um, controls or influences the sex life of the couple. So probably true. <clears throat> um, I have to think about that a bit more to go into it more. But yeah, probably true for sure. Um, so if you're listening and you're that person, you're the one who has the lower drive, just think back for a moment when you have pushed yourself to show up for your partner sexually, what was the experience like after? Emotionally, how did you feel? Physically, how did you feel? We know sex releases uh, you know, hormones that they make us feel good. Um, not just in the physical sense, but emotionally, we feel better, we feel connected. So think about what you felt and experienced after that, and you know, and maybe even days after that. What was the relationship like? What were you like um, individually? How did you feel? So my guess is there was a rewarding experience. I didn't really want to in the beginning, you know, I, I wasn't really feeling it. Uh, but as we got going and things got more playful and exciting and um, and we did take this time to connect sexually. 
I felt and we connected so much more the days following. Uh, that's true for a lot of people. So knowing that, you know, kind of let that let that push you a little bit, knowing the reward that comes after. Um, so, yeah, and and there's just all the like I said, there's these feelings of a deeper connection with your partner, um, the communication of it's important to you, therefore it's important to me. That goes a long way, um, even though society is going to tell you, you know, men are if all they did was have sex all the time, they'd be. It's not true. It's not. Maybe for some, maybe there's some hypersexuality going on there. I don't know. But men, men are not. Um, it's not just totally about sex either. Like men like that, you know, feeling like they are able to show up for their spouse, and so giving them the opportunity that they can do that, it 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 goes a long way in the relationship. Um, and so I did some reading about overall satisfaction in marriages associated with, you know, frequency, frequency of sex. And it wasn't necessarily the more sex you had, the happier you were together. It not at all, actually. Um, however, when there was, when there was a lack of sex, it negatively impacted the relationship on a large scale. So it's not that you need to be doing it every day and, and getting it on and, and every day we, you, you know, you got something going on. It's not that, but it is that there is kind of this consistent pattern of we are connecting emotionally, physically, sexually. It's there and it's boosting the relationship. So um, it can be a difficult thing. Hectic lives, chaotic schedules. Um, it's not for some, it's not something that happens, you know, naturally. People aren't, you know, not always ru rushing home at the end of the day so that they can get in bed together. Um, it takes effort. It may take it may take throwing it on a schedule, and for some that sounds really boring, but I'll tell you as far as um, prioritizing it, you have to prioritize sex in your marriage, um, or it's not it's not something that may always just happen naturally and and without effort. So if you got to throw it onto the calendar and you've got to put it in the schedule, you know here's our date night and it's going to end with sex. That can bring a sense of excitement and anticipation to your relationship that can um, really boost the other days of the week. You know, looking forward to, I open the calendar, there it is. You know, sex night is uh, Fridays or it's Tuesday, whatever. Leading up to that day, there's some excitement, there's anticipation. Um, and because I know that's coming or because, you know, one of the partners, the spouse knows that's coming, they may actually be more engaged and present on the other days of the week and throughout the week, uh, knowing, hey, I want to build up to this because I know that's that's coming. So schedule, scheduling sex is not a terrible thing. And if that's what you need to do, then do it. Um, all right. So let's summarize because there's a few things just in all of this kind of taking action and being actively involved in your love with your spouse um, that we could point out. So to summarize showing up for your partner, showing up for your marriage, here's kind of what we've hit. Begin or continue to seek out and voice the areas of gratitude for your partner and your relationship. I see you. I recognize you. I appreciate you. I appreciate us. Make that into you. That's That should be in your um, you know, in your language. You should be saying those words often. 
Um, education, learning about yourself and your partner when it comes to your love languages, personality types, um, how you prefer to be loved and um, how they prefer to be loved and showing up in that way so that you can respond in a better way. Um, take an active role in showing and having love for your spouse, acts of service, words of encouragement, connecting physically, emotionally, and just as we said, sexually, even if you've got to schedule it. Okay, <clears throat> so there's showing up for your marriage in a better way. Now, the most important way you can show up for your marriage, this will get us to our last topic here, is actually showing up for yourself. The number one way you can be a better spouse in your marriage is to be a better person individually. So um, what does that look like and how are we going to do that? You've, you've heard with certainty, you have heard that a, a relationship should be 50-50. Now this is kind of like the golden rule in my mind. Great idea. I get the concept. I see what you're, what's trying to be accomplished, um, but it's missing the target. <clears throat> you shouldn't be bringing 50% to your relationship. You should be bringing 100% of what you can to the relationship. This is not to suggest that there should be this perfection in the relationship, 100 and 100, like, but your effort should be that you're giving your all. The goal's never been perfection, but if you can work daily to make sure that you're bringing your best self, to your spouse and the relationship, um, then that's all you can do. Just make sure you're doing all you can do. You'll not, you will not be able to be attuned and, and in tune with your partner, their needs and their wants, if you aren't caring for yourself in the same ways. Okay, so here are some ways you can do that. And you might be doing these things already, but the new year, let's ride the wave of motivation with the new year coming, you know, here we go. So physically keep your body fit, move your body daily, stay fit. <clears throat> um, just doing that alone can boost so many areas of your life. If there's like one thing to go, I mean, I worked for years, I worked in the addiction field and it was like, it turned into somewhat of a joke, but it was, uh, but it was true. What's like the what's the number one thing you can do right now to help yourself? The answer is always exercise. There's so many benefits that come from exercise, physically, emotionally, um, spiritually, even. You know, that can be a very spiritual experience. Um, so exercise, move your body, keep yourself fit, <clears throat> and help your partner to do the same. If it's important for you to do it, help them to to be able to have that time to do that as well. So. Yesterday, um, just a great example, I knew that I would be home earlier than usual, <clears throat> and I know my wife likes to be able to get her gym time in and take care of her body and take care of, you know, and just get away with the kids, like get away. So ahead of time, I texted her. I had said, hey, I know I'm going to be home earlier than usual. You want to make time to go to the gym. I'll handle the rest of the night with the kids. Um, so show, that's, that's another thing is making it a priority to, for your partner, they can do those things. So arrange your schedule so you both can have your gym time, take care of your bodies, stay physically fit. Um, mentally and emotionally, 
showing up for yourself. Keep yourself, keep yourself um, in in a better emotional and mental spot by learning skills, taking classes, reading books. Things are going to help you to continue to grow. These are the areas you want to keep up. This is where your confidence and your competence is going to come in, and it's just going to bleed over into the rest of your relationship in a positive way. So don't neglect your spiritual self either. Um, I was told years ago by a client that spiritually, they define spirituality by how closely they were living to the values and beliefs that they had for themselves. Am I being true to myself and the person I know I can be or want to be? Um, so it doesn't have to necessarily be an organized religion or in a building or anything like that, but something that you're connecting with a higher power and you're staying aligned with who you know you can and want to be. Socially, have some social outlets. Make sure um, you know that you've got the guys' night out or, or you've got things where you can connect with other men or, or women and you've got you know girls' night out. And again, you're showing up for your spouse by helping them to have those outlets, making time and arrangements so they can do those things and um, that you can both be fulfilled individually and as a couple. So, so much more things that we could get into and we could look at in different ways, but always keep educating yourself and um, how you can keep doing this and give back. Reach out to me. Social media, Instagram, that's where I spend most of my time at Greatest Day Mindset. Get on there, give me some feedback, you know, through the email. And that's it. Episode two in the books, take two, because I lost all of it yesterday. I had to re record today. But you know what? Things work out. So thanks for being here. Please share with others, tag it, tag me, share it on social media. I appreciate you guys. And you know the rest. Make today the greatest day of your life.